Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I'm grateful for your support. And uh, I've been on fire, I gotta say, <laughs> inspirationally so. It's a, it's a good thing. It is an awesome thing for me to find so many things to kick off this beginning of year 2020. And 2020 seems like a year of balance. If you look at 2020, it's a very balanced number, right? And um, I like to think that this is the year we all get to balance our lives out. But before I get started on our topic tonight, I think I want to tell you a story. And this is a little bit of self-disclosure. I recently had my sister come and visit me for the holidays. Our relationship has really strengthened through the years. And I get to know my sister really from the perspective I'm at right now. Really get to grow with her and mature with her, and our relationship does the same. Pretty exciting. So, she came and she wanted to borrow my vehicle. She was spending time here and she needed a vehicle, so she went to drop me off at work. Right away, I got a call from her and says, "Oh my God, <laughs> I I got I bumped your car up against a foam pole." And I thought, "Oh my God." I ran outside <laughs> to see if she was okay, and I went over there and I saw her face. And she was so ashamed and so scared. I saw her face and I think I was more shocked by her face than I was by the vehicle. I finally kind of snapped out of it and I went to look at the vehicle and I'm like, okay, you know, everything was good. My sister said she was good and and she said, I'm so sorry. She kept on apologizing and apologizing. I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Let me go just cancel what I need to cancel so I can come back and take you home because she was afraid to drive. I even would have let her to let her drive. I mean, it wasn't, you know, a big deal for me. She was very nervous. I mean, after half an hour, I went back and I got in the car and she was apologizing over and over again. And I told her, just don't worry about it. It's no big deal. And she was so surprised, actually. <laughs> I'll say she was so surprised. And she said, I can't believe you're you're fine with it. I think she might have called even family members and told them the story. And she said, but she couldn't believe that I was okay with it. I wasn't blowing up. But I could see that her expectations is that, that I would do that. I would actually blow up and maybe use shame to shame her for it. Maybe use guilt. But I mean, it's it's really insane. I think that what was really insane is not really what I would have done. But finding out that my sister at one point perceived this in me. She was scared. I don't think she's scared of the Tala today, (laughs) but I'm sure she was scared of whatever Tala did back then that she perceived would do again today. I was so grateful to be provided with the opportunity to show my sister a different Tala. And it was really done, you know, unintentionally. I saw her face when the accident happened and all I could think about, I want her to be okay. I know this must have felt so heavy on her that I wanted her to be okay. I mean, it's fixable. It's not the end of the world. But what I learned from my sister that day uh, was priceless, priceless, because she taught me that showing her patience and tolerance was what she needed. She talked to everybody about it. (laughs) So, um, spread by the end of the day, 
She called people and it was just goodness being spread all around from just a simple gesture that I thought nothing of, really. I just said, well, it's going to be taken care of. It's no big deal. But my sister thought of it as the world. I'm glad that I get an opportunity in this lifetime to redo what was done before. And if my sister somehow gets some evidence today that Tala is more compassionate, that she really loves me, and and that she knows I'm worthy. That's all I cared about. I'm so grateful that I got to experience that in this lifetime and to, to have this opportunity to act like a loving sister. Perhaps seeing her face, this would have been the first time I acted like a sister, like a good sister. It was so fulfilling and so humbling to realize that the way I was perceived before uh, was probably so scary compared to to what my sister could see me now as or begin to see me as. I'm grateful for that. It was a big experience for me to learn this and it was just based on patience, on tolerance. And that's what this topic is about today, you guys. I don't want I don't want you guys to miss that. Because after a while we create this reputation of being impulsive, being unkind or uncompassionate. I could see where we most certainly get there. I, I I can tell you I'm definitely one that is changing that within me, is becoming more tolerant. But I'm going to show you how I'm doing it because I got to tell you, it it's not based on feelings. And if we want to change something, we got to go beyond the feelings because the feelings are conditioned, they're learned. And so the best way to keep a feeling is to keep repeating and feeding and enforcing it. But the best way to get rid of one is to stop enforcing it. That's what we're going to do here today. We're going to stop enforcing this feeling of intolerance and really start acting in tolerance and patience. So this leads me to the first thing that I need us all to understand is that patience, friends, is not a feeling. Many of us end up running after this feeling of patience when people say, I want to learn how to be patient, they're waiting for the feeling to kind of show up on their lap and for them to chase that feeling. <laughs> the impulse to act on things are a lot more intense and, of course, quicker and immediate at times. And so it is easy for us to follow the impulse rather than to practice the patience. Notice, I want to make sure that I convey to you that patience is seen by action or lack thereof, not by a feeling. Okay. That's what I want to make sure that you really understand because if you're trying to be patient, we're not chasing feelings, people. Feelings are going to happen. I'm going to respond emotionally to whatever it is I'm looking at. So for example, if something doesn't happen the way I want it to happen, I could lose my mind <laughs> and I can behave in ways where I might regret later. And that's why we really need to understand that it is an action-oriented skill, which basically means that it is a side effect of what we do or don't do in a difficult situation. Because we can consider difficult situations being a crisis. I need to be patient in situations of crisis, but we don't live crisis all day long. But we do live unexpected incidences all day long or disappointment. We can experience it throughout the day. Anything that may not come as as expected is usually where we can act in impatience. 
So from here on out, we're not wanting to achieve patience. Oh no, that's a really big concept that I want to break down to you. So this way you're not walking around saying, I want to be patient, which is a, a, a word that we conceive larger than it actually is. But if we break it down the way we're going to break it down today, I think you can handle it. It's about actions and it's about certain steps that we're going to take because people like steps and your brain likes steps. So that's what we're going to give it today. Okay. So understand that patience is a side effect rather than a standalone skill. And it is the act of either holding back or waiting variations of that. It is an action of no action a lot of the times. That's what patience is. So for our brain to start to change this, we need to show the brain some evidence of its benefits, the benefits of waiting, the benefits of holding back rather than acting on impulse especially if we've trained it for immediate gratification. Now, we all have a little bit, even if you're the most patient person in the world, we all have a little bit to work on every time. And we will have these triggers and they're usually the same triggers every time, pretty common. You might have different people that trigger it, but I promise you, if you look a little closer, it's always the same trigger that you have impatience with. Because of our early learning and early conditioning, and even our adulthood conditioning and the reinforcement that we still keep going with, we found more benefit to talking back, defending ourselves, pointing out flaws in other people and correcting them. So it's cool. I get it. And we can choose to point those out, but I think that we're going to upgrade now and we're going to start looking at more than just one area that we perceive as reality, which could be negative. We're going to look all around and beyond negative, most definitely be real. So we're going to recondition the brain to show it that it has benefit to withholding. The thing I want you to understand about patience is it takes practice, practice, practice. We first have to set the intention within ourselves before we even do anything or not do anything and make a decision, a firm decision that I'm going to be able to withhold before I react. Your brain needs that intention to be set. So this way, it is pretty clear on what it is searching for. And your brain will do the rest of the work if you make sure to show it that, hey, I really want to work on flowing or adapting better to situations and being tolerant and riding out difficult situations without reacting. I never said that we're not going to perceive situations as difficult. Mm -mm. With time, that might change. But when we first start this patience business... We really are perceiving difficult situations, but we're so aware of them, but not as them being difficult. Now we're starting to be aware of ourselves and how we respond on the inside. What kind of language do we have about the situation? What are we assuming about the situation? Are we allowing the situation to unfold in front of us to show us what this is all about? Do we react too soon? And if you answered yes to any of these, it's a good training for you to start sitting back. After you set the intention, that's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to hold back in situations. You're going to pause and decide if a response is really needed. The way I like to think about this is, Tala, if you act right now, if you respond or react right now, what's the point? Because the worst is about to be over, right? So for example, if my boss pulls me in to Give me feedback, but the feedback is just not nice, right? All I'm telling you is I'm going to stay in there and I'm going to ride this out. 
yep, it's going to be over soon. As everything in life, it is impermanent. And so is my boss's feedback. (laughs) And what I like to be aware of is that if I respond back too quickly, I don't have enough time. Things are going to happen really, really quick. And I won't be able to come up with the right response. It'll just be happening. And I will regret it later. But when I hold back and I listen to the person and whatever feedback they're giving me and really allow this to unfold in front of me, then I have plenty of time on the inside to prepare how I really want to respond. And even set yourself up with success. If you know you're about to talk to somebody that's difficult, I've said it before, just give yourself some time to chit chat with yourself and set your intentions that you are going to hold back. Even if the worst is being said about you, just hold back. Even if it's the situation is unexpected, just hold back. There's a lot of benefits to that because eventually you're going to see why holding back is more fruitful than not. It is always more fruitful to hold back because the response later will be done in more wisdom than what you're about to do impulsively. Listen, it always works. When we hold back, it always works. You'll know exactly what you need to say, but it will be done when your raging fires on the inside have toned down quite a bit. Okay. So allow your brain to tone down these stress hormones. Give it some time for you to be able to respond back. If you respond right away and you're firing out, you haven't had enough time for your stress hormones to normalize or at least get closer to normal. So allow your brain to do its job. Allow it scientifically, allow it to do its job and give it some space. And always think the worst is about to be over anyways. All right. Now, Once you show your brain, I don't think it'll even take too long. Your brain will start to see there are benefits to holding back. There are benefits because I will not regret myself. I will not regret what I've done to other people, what I've said, or say, man, I could have done it better. I should have, it should have been. And then maybe sometimes justifying why I reacted in a way where I don't like, and I'll just keep not owning up to my own faults. I'll just keep making justifications why I need to be acting on anger or frustration and people are um, justified in me exposing my anger to them, which is not compassionate. And you guys already know that. After we hold back and we practice this multiple times, and I mean practice, 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 then we want to also check our motivation for our response. This will determine whether you actually need to respond or holding back will actually be suited for whatever situation you are being presented with. This is pretty important. Really, really. This is where the wisdom is all located. Because you're giving yourself that pause, that holding back before responding, you're allowing yourself to engage a higher level of thinking, a more logical level. If we go directly chasing the impulsive stress hormones, we're going to get exactly what corresponds with those stress hormones, with that, that, that threat that we just reacted on. But when it tones down, we are more likely to start thinking about our response. And in doing so, we are checking our motivation. Why am I responding to this? And what is my goal in responding to this? This is important to check your motivation because let's say you wait and then you're like, well, let me think of a vengeful way to, you know, this is exactly what I'm going to tell them. This is exactly what I'm going to do. If you are just lighting up the fire within more so, 
check your motivation. It needs to look different. Because if I'm conditioning patience within, then the outcome needs to be much more mm, kind and generous that would correspond to patience rather than vengeful and vindictive, which will correspond with whatever impulse that you're going to promote and then show people. Okay. And usually that comes along with regret, shame, guilt, all the fancy stuff. And we want to avoid that. We want to recondition this new pattern of our understanding what is our motive when we respond. Do I even need to respond? And so with my sister, I held back, right? Uh, I could have said, oh my God, look at this. But when I saw her face, I just kind of stood back a little bit. I even went inside the building just to kind of think about it. And I thought, man, she, uh, she looked scared. She looked really scared. And I think I had an opportunity to see her fear. And it was so much more compassionate than going with my fear and insecurity and anger and chasing that. It was watching her or having the time to watch her react in fear and disappointment and self-bludgeoning that really helped me approach it in a different way. Now, Tala before would have probably just chased that anger. Would have been like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And I probably would have shamed that poor girl when it's a simple accident. It is an accident. Okay. It's something she, she didn't set out in the day and said, you know what? I'm going to mess up Tala's car. That is not her intention. And I know that today. I know that today. So please understand that in you holding back and saying the right thing, if you need to even say anything at all, requires you starting off by holding back. I can't say that enough. And so I hope I hammered this suggestion within your brain that it will be stuck with you all day long. If you don't know what to do, just sit back. That's my recommendation. That is a suggestion I'm placing. Just sit back and check your motive. What is the motive for you to respond? Because if it is vindictive or is it vengeful, then more than likely the outcome will be nasty. But if your intentions are set in a good way where, you know what, I'm going to be compassionate, then what's going to come out as a response is going to be patient, kind, compassionate. Okay. So always be aware of what the motive is that you are engaging as a way to respond to to whatever situation or person. All right. The next thing I want you to understand, there are benefits to the holding back business, long-term benefits. I mean, I think you'll start seeing benefits of holding back a lot quicker, a lot quicker. But when you do it for a long term, a lot of stuff starts to change. The first outcome is that we start increasing a feeling of self-trust. I stop holding grudges on myself. I don't shame and guilt myself anymore. I start acting and responding to things better. And this gets collected in my memory, in my psyche, and eventually leads to a better relationship with ourselves. And where we know and we've seen, we've collected memories about ourselves, handling situations more compassionately, more patiently, with wisdom. This just really gets collected through the years and we start really liking ourselves for that. We don't carry a grudge on ourselves or distrust ourselves in the decisions that we make. We we start building a good relationship with ourselves. That's the best thing I want to tell you. Okay, number two is that being consistent through the years of responding more patiently, our reputation will start to change. We'll become more responsible, 
to other people. We can become more consistent in our response. We're going to be known as level-headed individuals. And of course, the wisdom in which we handle our problems will actually become much more complex and valuable and effective long-term. We'll start making really good decisions long-term because it requires incremental rather than big jumps. For example, if I were having a hard time with an individual I met at work and every time I see them, they just uh, give me a bad vibe. (laughs) Now, acting in wisdom would be that thinking that this human is worthy just like I am worthy. They mean well just like I mean well and allowing them the opportunity to show me that. So every day I will speak to them, even with my feelings, feeling some sort of way, I'm going to do what is right, which means that I say good morning to that individual and I am helpful uh, and I'm so self-aware of my own emotion towards them that I want to be of help. I start changing my mentality about them and expecting that they're good people with good intentions. And sure enough, that will be shown to you. You will see that people are generally good intentioned and they don't mean harm. They want to be seen as and admired as good people, good people, quote unquote, right? And so you're allowing them that opportunity, that generosity to behave this way by being patient with them, by responding to them as you would if you actually like them from the inside. You are not being fake or simply doing the right thing, even when it feels different, even when it feels like it's not the right thing for us, right? Because I could, I could feel angry towards this person and I could respond on that impulse or I could feel angry and take responsibility for my own anger or frustration and understand that whatever assumption I made about that person is not the right thing and that I know the right thing to do is to always treat this human being as a human being. And as the way I would like them to treat me. And so I set that expectation within myself to treat other people this way. Irrelevant of how they treat me back. I'm always going to respect myself in this situation. So eventually after doing that for some time, this person that I'm that, and you'll see this if you try this out, find the most difficult person and start treating them as if they have good intentions. Really expect that of them. They have good intentions that they mean to be helpful. Treat them that way. Really find what they say interesting really work on finding the beauty in the way they find something humorous or talk about something that they like instead of judging it right away. Start really responding intentionally and you'll see that eventually you'll be known as the person that sees the beauty in everything. Your reputation will start to precede you and people will talk about you in a good way rather than, oh my God, look at this hot-headed individual that always makes problems everywhere they go, which trust me, my friends, I've been there myself. So... Let's start this 2020 and give it some balance. Start taking responsibility for the way we want to build ourselves in the long term. And reputation is a pretty important thing because it opens doors for you. People will speak for you before you even speak about yourself. Imagine getting calls from agencies that want to hire you based on your reputation, that your customers are talking about you and everybody just loves the way you treat them. And believe me, when you treat people this way, they love to be seen this way. So they're going to give you that back. It's a beautiful thing. They're going to meet your expectation, I promise. Hopefully today I gave you what you needed, at least to get you started on making patience as an outcome because it's an action to begin with. Patience is simply an action. Don't complicate it with feelings. We have conditioned feelings we've had for years. I'm not chasing feelings today. 
I want to be above them. I want to rise above them. I want to go beyond the feelings by doing the right thing, by thinking the right thought, and by demonstrating it with whatever response those thoughts have. I can change everything as long as it is within me. I get a second chance within me to change it. The second I respond on something, it's hard to take back. So allow yourself the opportunity to start this 2020 by practicing, practicing, practicing the act of withholding. Just keep withholding. It's simple. It's really as simple because that one people can actually see and it will have the most impact on the times you really need it. It's holding back when you really, really need it. That's what I think you're going to see the fruitfulness in the rewards in eventually. Actually, I think you'll start seeing this right away. Again, it will not be hidden from you. You will see it right away when you withhold. You'll see exactly what you need to see, whether it's that you maybe misunderstood something or your motivation was not in a good place. You'll you'll understand the benefits of holding back once you actually hold back. But I don't need you to think about, I need to feel different in order for me to hold back. Patience is not a feeling, friends. Patience is an action of waiting. It's an action of waiting for the right timing. If it's not just waiting, but withholding altogether. These are actions that people can see. And these are actions that your brain can see. And the rewards will be very, very obvious to you. I really think that you guys need to start this today. Start this today, right now. Practice this withholding and see what happens. I think you'll love it. I think your brain will love it. And it will want to see more of it because it's a lot of fun. You'll find people more fun, more fascinating. It'll be an adventure for you, exploring humanity from a whole different perspective. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I love all of you guys, each and every one of you. I love that you are here with me in that journey. And I'm so honored. I'm so honored for you guys to be listening to this. If you still are, like Mandy Hale said, pick your battles. You don't have to show up to every argument you're invited to. I'm sending you love, light, and the miraculous active demonstration of silence. This has been an episode of Drive Through.